some of the sellers in my friend group that I talk to on a daily basis, which I think is extremely important to have a little community so you don't feel alone. Um, they're like, we need to do more, we need to push, but I think it's important to remember to go at your own pace, right? Because some of the people, like maybe they don't have children or maybe they don't have this, everyone's situation is different, so you have to do what's best for you. Hi, and welcome to Your Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Kirk, aka Your Selling Guide. I'm a small town girl who took a big risk and quit a steady corporate desk job to travel the US in an RV. Along the way, I started selling on Amazon, grew a seven-figure business, visited all the lower 48 states, bought a farm, and today I am still doing what I love to do, selling on Amazon while helping other sellers do it too. Each week, I will share Amazon tips and tricks and bring in guests to share their stories, expertise, and tips on the platforms that they use. Think of this as a sit-down with your Amazon bestie where you can learn, ask, start, and grow your online selling business. Welcome to Your Selling Pod. Hey crew, and welcome back. On today's episode, we have Melissa, aka the Millennial Money Mom. She knows her money and numbers, let me tell you. So I cannot wait to jump in and let you hear how she came an Amazon seller and all of the money background. Welcome, Melissa, to the podcast. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for having me. I am very excited to have you on because I love having moms on and you are the millennial money mom on Instagram. And so I'm just excited to learn more about you, how you got into online selling, your background and all that. So let's jump in with what were you doing before you found selling on Amazon? It's kind of long winded, but I'll try to keep it short. So I have always had that drive to work. Ever since I turned 15, I got a worker's permit so I could get a job and I would walk to work at a place really close near my house at the time. And after that, um, I was, so I was 15 when I started my first job. And um, after that, I went to college. And while I was in college, I was working at Wendy's and I was super embarrassed to work there. Didn't want anyone to know but I actually have friends to this day. And this was back in 2008. So I have some friends that I worked with that are still friendly with me to this day. So that's pretty cool. But uh, working there while I was in college was a really good opportunity for me because the manager, he wrote me a letter of recommendation. So when I was ready to get an office job that helped tremendously and I actually really struggled with traditional learning it was really hard for me to get through education. So once that was over, I ended up taking a job at a logistics company where I met my husband. And I think that kind of primed us for the Amazon background because we both worked in a warehouse. And I would definitely call my husband a logistics expert. But for me, I never did well at that job. And during my time there, I was uh, like just a regular hourly employee. And then I worked a salary position and it was never fulfilling to me. And I saw a few people around me who were working in the sales department, making tremendous bonuses from commission. And I thought to myself, I want that to be me. So I ended up taking 
uh, a few different jobs and I ended up at a Fortune 250 company in the sales department. And I quickly kept getting promoted to be one of their top sales reps in the country. So that was really exciting. It happened really quickly. And while I was working there, I started to accrue all of this money in my 401k employee stock purchase program. And I had no idea what those things were, right? So I'm making tremendous amounts of commission and bonuses working in sales. And I also want to say that if anyone's watching this who they want to start an Amazon business and need the capitals to start, I highly recommend getting into sales because it's one of the industries that you could make as much as a doctor or a lawyer, but without needing to be an actual doctor or a lawyer. You must be a natural salesperson then because I am not naturally a salesperson. It's really like hard for me even to pitch my own groups and stuff. It's hard for me to do that naturally, but that's amazing. I love that you are a woman doing that, which is probably traditionally a male's role. Oh, for sure. There is a lot less women in those positions. And what really motivated me was the money part, right? So I would see my monthly sales versus my monthly commission. And that's what kept me going. That's what really motivated me and made me continue to push and work hard. So after several years um, in working in one of those roles, I decided that I wanted to get married to the same guy that I was dating that I, I met when we were working in the warehouse together and have a baby. And it was really tough for me on maternity leave. I had a really hard time. And when I had to go back to the office and um, do sales calls and talk with customers and every day, I thought, oh my gosh, how do women do this? This is so tough to work in corporate America and then also take care of little ones. It's really hard. So that started to change my mindset. And then at the same time, I thought, oh, I have all this money invested in these accounts that I don't even know what they're for, right? So I started looking into it and I decided to take it upon myself to teach myself, what are all these accounts? What do they mean? How can I manage this money to make it work for me? And um, I read all the books, watched all the videos. I even went back to school so I could learn more about personal finance, accounting, federal taxation, because my employer so grace, uh, graciously paid for it. And personally, I'm actually not, I'm not a fan of paying for education, like traditional education, because I had a bad experience. But if you're in a position where your employer is going to pay for your schooling, that's a great resource to utilize. And sometimes I hear people say, oh, well, they don't teach those topics in schools, right? Maybe they didn't 10 years ago, but they are now. Yeah, I've always heard that about like Starbucks, that they will, if you want to go into management, they will help you with your college. Um, I'm also not a fan of college and higher education, unless you want to be a doctor or something that really requires it. But yeah, I just think it's crazy. So that I love that you just made it happen. Like you're like, I don't like this job. This job's not right fit for me. Maybe I'm not excelling. And you're like, you know what, I want to do this and just made it happen, which is amazing. And really the backbone of every entrepreneur, you just got to pull up your bootstraps and make stuff happen.
Totally. And at first I felt really good about the products that I were selling, uh, excuse me, that I was selling because um, I was working in the environmental services industry. So I thought, oh, I'm doing a good thing for North America and I'm helping all these businesses and helping all these people. So it made me feel really good. But then as I, as I started to work there longer and longer, I kind of saw like the corporate ugliness come out and corporate greed. And I really didn't like that. That's interesting. That's kind of how I'm not necessarily the corporate greed part of it because I wasn't really high enough, but just the politics within like your coworkers and like you have to do certain things. And I was just, that was not for me in the corporate world. (laughs) Totally. I felt like I could never be myself because I was representing this company. So I always had to be a good steward of the environment and my company. So I, I felt like so much of it was fake and politics and that really turned me off so how did you find out about amazon or how did you kind of make that transition that's a great question so um i was on TikTok and i found this guy and he was talking about selling books on amazon but at the time he was going to goodwill and um i think people can find really great things there but for me i I don't like to shop there. It's not my place. It's like, it's not for me. Anyway, so I started chatting with him and he showed me Keepa and it reminded me of the stock market charts that I was doing technical analysis on to learn how to invest my money. And so that really intrigued me. I was like, oh, this Keepa thing is really cool. And if you sell on Amazon, you know, that's like the best software to use, right? So that really intrigued me right there. And I made an account, but then I I could never figure out what to do. So I had a seller's account. And for two years, I never made a sale because I was like, oh, I got all this other stuff going on. Um, I, I don't need to do this, yada, yada. But then, um, you know, working in corporate America, in corporate America, I got extremely burned out. And I was just at the point where I had to do something different, right? So I ended up taking a job working for a startup company in the tech industry. And as you probably have heard with the tech industry, that job came as it, um, it left as fast as it came, right? So after that, I was like, man, am I going to like start this hamster wheel all over again? Or am I going to do something for myself? And my husband was so supportive of me. And he was like, no, you know, if you want to try to do your own thing and you see potential in Amazon, you should go for it. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And so in January, 2023, I made my first sale. It was a toy that I found at the Ross sale. They were having like a 49 cent sale. I didn't get it for 49 cents, but I, I maybe paid $10 and sold it for 30. And it was such an incredible feeling. That first sale is like, oh my gosh, like, wait, this is actually working. And then you kind of dive in. It's It gets addicting fast. It does. And it was fun too. And um so I um I wanted to figure out a little bit more about what I was doing. So my husband and I both did a live Zoom training. And then something that you don't know is I actually purchased your course and we watched all of your videos. Oh, that's awesome. 
So that helped tremendously because I like to learn by watching videos and YouTube just wasn't enough. I love YouTube, but I was like, I need more. I need this like laid out and instructions that I can follow. So that's where I started. Oh, that's so cool. That's how I am too. Um, I like, you could do it for free. You can watch all the YouTubes, but I like things like, now just tell me like, da, 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 like, tell me how it works. <laughs> exactly. So that was a tremendous help. And I even picked up things from your course that I didn't learn when we did the live Zoom training because it was so fast. It was a great training to like be interactive and ask questions, but I picked up on some hidden gems from you that were game changers. Oh, that's awesome. Um, was the Zoom training like a, a group or was it like a one-on-one? -on -one? I'm just curious. It was a group training. Oh, nice. Yeah, with other people. So it was nice to um, interact with other people, but I, maybe I had other questions that I wanted to ask that I was too afraid to speak up and ask. Yeah, I could understand that. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> like I could feel it. Um, okay, so you started doing this full time in January. Um, do How many kids do you have? Just one. Just one. And then your husband's still working at that original company? Oh, no. So um, in the midst of all years ago during the pandemic, my husband wanted to start his own company. So he did that. And um, so I had kind of been familiar with like doing taxes for him because that's a passion of mine and I was doing our own taxes and I saw like all the cool deductions you can take as a business owner. So that helped me plan for my business and do my bookkeeping and my accounting because I think that that's something that gets really overlooked when you start your business. Like you have to do it all. You can't just run the business. You have to run the back end as well. That is amazing. You're one of those amazing people who like the numbers and can figure it out because I am not that person. I'm like, well, figure it out. That's so cool. So you were like full on ready. That's one of the things that I discovered later as a business owner. I was like, whoa, so this is where the magic happens because there's all those deductions that you just don't think about, you know, hourly, hourly employee. And so it really kind of is eye opening. What were some of your like I don't know, talk geeky, geeky to me. Like what were some of your deductions or things that you were like excited about or? All of them, like you can take the home office deduction and cost of goods and meals, business trips, right? Travel. So it's crazy to me because I'll probably pay a lot less in taxes working for myself. And now I feel like all of my income is tax advantaged which is an incredible feeling. So does your husband currently help you in the business or are you still, he has his and you have yours? Oh, he helps me tremendously. And these are all his tools behind me. So he does the majority of the prep for me. How, what is like a normal kind of week look like? Are you sourcing every week, a couple times a week or? I started doing RA and I was going out a lot to do RA and then he would come help me. Sometimes we would bring our son with us, which gets really overwhelming because, you know, children usually don't like to behave in the store. And so after that, I was like, oh, I, I need to like diversify and do a little bit more different things. So I started to do some OA 
ordering online and then the boxes just started showing up in droves, it was very overwhelming. I, I like to have a good mix. Uh, right now I probably do 40% o, uh, RA. I like to get anything I can. I love that feeling where I feel like I can go anywhere and find something to sell. It's a really good feeling. And then I do 30% OA and 20% wholesale I just started to get into. That is a very good avenue. I, I've i talked about this before, but I tried a course in wholesale and like I understand how it works and all that. But for me personally, I'm like, I just like you, I can go into any store and find something to sell and then like wholesale all the door knocking or phone calling or emailing. I'm like, oh, this is so much work for basically no results. So that's exciting that you're getting into that because that's a great place to move and really scale your business. Oh, for sure. And uh, it's it's just crazy to me, like how fast things can accumulate Q4 is here. It is the best time of the year as an Amazon seller. But if you don't know what's going on with your profits, your money, your business, do you really know if that business and product is making any money? This is why I love Sellerboard and why I've partnered with them on the Your Selling Podcast. Sellerboard truly is the best way for an Amazon seller to see their true business, how much profit you're making on a product, and better yet, why I love it. It forecasts out your total sales for the month and you can see by quarter, by month, or by an entire year, how much money your items are making you. We all know different things come up in Amazon business from returns to various Amazon fees. All of it is broken down in Sellerboard because like I've said, if you don't know your business numbers, you don't know what's going on. And as new small business owners, we often, that's the area that gets fallen behind because we truly don't totally understand it. So why not use this software to fully understand what's going on? Sellerboard is offering my listeners two months free, no credit card required. All you gotta do is head to yoursellingguide.com slash sellerboardprofit and sign up. Again, you just log into your Amazon account in Sellerboard and everything is pulled over, including all your past items you've ever had. Enter in your cost of goods and finally you will see the true profit picture of what's going on in your business. Again, try it two months free at yoursellingguide.com slash sellerboardprofit and really understand your business this Q4. Going back a little bit, did you set aside an amount of money to start the Amazon business or was it just kind of like you'll fund it as needed? I started with a little bit of money, like the littlest bit of money. And I went after really um, items that have really high ROI. And are you still kind of doing that or you've branched out um, into other... I mean, I love a high ROI item, and I think that keeping those healthy margins is going to be like the backbone of your business if you want to be successful. So I still go after that. But luckily, because I had a lot of money saved up, I had money to buy all the equipment needed because you do need a, a significant amount of supplies to get started. Yeah, I think that was like half of my initial investment was supplies and the other half was the inventory. So yeah. What are some of the tools you use for online arbitrage? Are you manually sourcing or? I manually source and I also like Selleramp. I have heard that it's really good for online arbitrage. I've not used it like that, but. I think it's a, it's a good software. There's a little bit of room for improvement, but I, I love software and I love trying out all the different softwares. And that one is one of my favorites. 
That's awesome. Are you still doing, I guess, like back to that, like typical week, are you going, doing mostly online arbitrage every week? Or is it just kind of like, are you just, you know, one of the perks of being Amazon businesses, you can kind of do what you want to do when you want to do it. Yes. And I love having that freedom over my time. Maybe I go out two days a week and I try to go during the week in the middle of the day to avoid the crowds. That's how I am. There's like Walmart first thing in the morning is amazing. And then afternoon, it's like, ugh, too many people. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, I don't. You will not catch me out on a weekend or after five o'clock. No way. <laughs> So what's one of the like big goals or dreams that you have or want to achieve with your Amazon business or have you already achieved? Uh, I would love to take my family and friends on a vacation using all of my credit card rewards points because I've been into travel hacking for a few years now, but I never had the spend to justify racking up all these points, right? And I think if used properly, credit cards are a really great tool. And I'm so excited to turn some of those points into free miles and free hotels and treat my friends and family. I am doing the same. So I have an airline mile card. I have two now, actually. And then I have another one that's like a Marriott card. We've gotten so many free Marriott stays. And then next month or no in december we're going to um new york first class on points and so i'm like that was like a whole dream i was like oh that's so cool <laughs> that's incredible yeah anything like that because i love travel and i can tell you do too like anytime you can do that and it's on the points that's one of the good things about credit cards. Um, I also know the bad part of credit cards. Um, you seem like you're very much more money managed, but like back in the day, I was really bad getting in all kinds of credit card debt, got myself out of major credit card debt twice in my younger life. And so I'm always like, yes, if you can do them correctly, credit cards are great for your business. But if you don't have a good personal experience with credit cards, they might not be great for your business either. <laughs> Oh, yes. And it's definitely a slippery slope because I've always been a saver all my life. So for me to switch my mindset and spend all this money on inventory, it was kind of a shock at first. It still is right now. So we're in the heart of Q4 and it still is. You're like, got to go spend money so that you can make all that money when it sells next month. But it's it still gets a little bit like, whoa. It does. And some of the sellers in my friend group that I talk to on a daily basis, which I think is extremely important to have a little community so you don't feel alone. Um, they're like, we need to do more. We need to push. But I think it's important to remember to go at your own pace, right? Because some of the people, like maybe they don't have children or maybe they don't have this. Everyone's situation is different. So you have to do what's best for you. That's where I'm like, the FOMO is going to come in. Like, you're going to feel like you're missing out, especially Q4. But you just have to, like, do what you can do because not everything's possible for everyone. And so maybe this year you're doing this with your business, but next year you can grow. And I know for me, every year my goal is to do better than the year before and just do better than myself. I'm, like, not out to get after anyone else but myself and make my business. Um, what are your goals for your business? So this will be your first Q4, right? Yes, it's my first Q4. So um, I would love to see 
I mean, I'd love to make $100,000 profit Q4, right? But we'll see. We'll see. That's like a very big stretch goal. And I love what you just said, because I think that's important that I try to be my own competition, right? I'm nobody else's competition. I want to be the best version of myself. So how has your business grown from January to now? Like how, how are you doing? Have you been pulling out a profit? Are you still reinvesting everything? I would say that um, I am taking money out of the business to reinvest, but I'm also seeing profit because of some of those crazy ROI items. For example, I'm selling something right now that I purchased for under $5 and I'm selling it for over 20. Yeah. And um, it was an RA item, but then I figured out how to order it online and I ordered like 200 units, which is like the most that I ever ordered on something. So that was really exciting. That's awesome. That's kind of how I do online. I do very little, but that's how I do it too. For the most part, I'm like, oh, I found this. Now let me order more on online. That's cool. So what have been some of the like struggles or growing pains with running an Amazon business? I think just getting the experience under your belt because the whole process is overwhelming. And I actually had a friend ask me, they said, oh, well, I saw this item and it was on a deep discount. Do you think that I can sell it on Amazon? And I kind of explained to her the process. It's way more involved than just finding something cheap and selling it on Amazon. Because first of all, you have to make sure that you're allowed to sell it. If you're restricted or gated and you can't sell that product, well, then that's uh, a barrier of entry or an obstacle you have to overcome, right? And then second, it might be really cheap, but there might be no demand for that product. So. I started in January and now it's October. I feel like I just figured out how to read the charts and now I feel like I've seen the matrix. (laughs) That's so funny. It is um, very, I still don't know everything Keepa can do. I feel like I'm only scratching the surface of everything it can do because I think people actually use it for online arbitrage also. I'm not sure if you're doing that, but like that's a lot that it can do. Oh, for sure. And I think that that, that's what differentiates each seller, right? How you can analyze the data. And if you can spot a trend um, that someone's not seeing, that's going to separate you from your competition. So I know you love Keepa. What are some of the other tools that have helped your business? Oh, I use a repricer for sure. I have used Be Cool before, and right now I'm using Profit Protector Pro. Oh, nice. Has it been um, working out? I'm using Be Cool at the moment and I am not loving it. <laughs> yeah. The, what I didn't like about it is it kept logging me out and it was just like another tab I had to have open. So what I like about Profit Protector Pro is you can reprice right on the listing. It's just uh, an extension. Yeah. So it's just super easy. Any other ones? Because I feel like you got all the good. (laughs) Well, I'm a huge fan of Discord, which is for communities or lots of gamers use Discord, which I'm not a gamer girl, but I love Discord. And there's some really cool things that people could do with bots to do monitors, uh, monitoring stores and out of stock alerts. And so I've been messing around with that a little bit. Oh, wow. That's like my brain. I can't even comprehend all that, but that is crazy. It's really 
crazy how much you can do. I had Chris Grant on the podcast a while ago, but like, um, so he has IP alert and the wholesale Academy and all that kind of stuff. He, the way his brains like problem, we're going to find someone who can solve it. And I feel like that's kind of how you are. Like you could, you've got like all of that, like technical stuff down to where problem we're going to solve it. <laughs> oh, thank you. So what is one of the best things about selling on Amazon and then one of the worst? And normally I say like, or being a business owner, and I would say like taxes can't be one of them, but doesn't even seem like that's one of the worst things for you, where it's normally <laughs> it is for the rest of us. I think like sometimes I feel like it's never enough and having that drive where it's like, I'm responsible for my income. So I have to make something out of nothing essentially. So sometimes I feel like it's never enough. I'm never doing enough. But then I have to remember to give myself grace, right? Because I can't be burning the candle at both ends. And are you, um, do you consider yourself a stay at home mom also, or is a work from home mom for sure? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and some, something Amazon has allowed me to do, which it, it's an incredible feeling, is um, my husband and I have decided to homeschool our son. And I would have never been able to do that uh, working a traditional job. Yes, yes, he does. And I'm so Honestly, at first it was really hard because I was thinking to myself, normal people don't spend this much time with each other. Um, So there was definitely an adjustment period, but it's going really well. He is a huge help and he's a wealth of knowledge. I couldn't do the heavy lifting without him because having an inventory based business, woof, it's not what everyone thinks. Like sometimes people see things online and they're like, oh, Amazon is hands off. No, it's not. So, um, are you doing FBA or FBM or a mix of both? Are you sending most of the stuff in? I would say I do about 80% FBA. That's my priority. But for fast moving items, I will definitely FBM, preferably if they can go in a padded envelope or a poly mailer, because I'm not trying to tape boxes all day. Yeah, that's I'm currently I'm sure you are too, just costumes, 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 like just out the door every day. Oh, yeah. The poly millers have been good for that because, um, well, for me, anyways, they end up being like 450. They're like not even a lot to ship out. So it's like a, we've got like an FBM um, workshop going right now with costumes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your shop building looks like it's going to be incredible. Yes, it's almost done. I feel like I keep saying that, but it is almost done. No, I moved in some of my stuff because it's to that point and I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to start moving in, even though I need to like clean it up a little bit. I can't wait to see it and see the big reveal. What would be like some advice to someone who's maybe thinking of starting or is already starting and they want to scale like you can pick, but what is your piece of advice for people? I think just get started. The best way to learn is just to do because you could watch all the videos, but if you never take action, you're never actually going to get that experience that you really need to learn. Yep. That's, I completely agree. That's the more you learn about Amazon, if you're not doing it, I can only imagine the more confusing it gets, but when you're doing it and you're learning on the fly, it just kind of is a, better learning experience and you're doing it. So I completely agree. I have a lot of people in the community who are fearful of FBM. And I'm like, I had just told someone last week, I was like, honestly, 
it's not that complicated and it's just your fear getting in the way at this point. Like, so just do it. Let's break that barrier. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, where can people find you, Melissa, online? I am at Millennial Money Mom on Instagram and YouTube. Awesome. I will be sure to link all of these in the show notes so people can just click and go to your channel and subscribe. Thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. And you're right. I did not know you were in the beginner group. So that's awesome. Um, But yeah, thank you for coming and just sharing some of your journey. You definitely have it together. And so I highly recommend people go follow along on your journey. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to join my Amazon community, you are welcome to join. I have the beginner FBA course, which is the course that Melissa mentioned. I also have the Bolo group. So if you're already selling and you want to join a group with Bolos, which is be on the lookout or just join the group for the community and that sense of like connection and learning. It is an amazing place and I know you'll enjoy it. So you can find all of that on my website, yoursellingguide.com. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out. You can reach me at podcast at yoursellingguide.com or click the link in the show notes to send me an email. Until next week, happy sourcing.